Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to the Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to the Pastor's Study. I left the ELCA Lutheran Church many years ago, but two Sundays ago I happened to attend a church service where the former ELCA bishop preached the sermon. And at the beginning of the sermon, he urged people to send their children to an ELCA Lutheran college. And I sat in the pew and I shook my head. Let me tell you why. About a month ago, I went to Branson, Missouri for a few vacation days. I'm driving back through Iowa, passing Waverly, Iowa, home of Wartburg College and ELCA Lutheran College. Wartburg College was founded in 1875 by George Grossman, who'd been sent there by a Lutheran pastor to found this college. It used to be a good biblical college, but I thought, well, it's an ELCA Lutheran College now. What will I see? So I turned off the road to take a walk through Wartburg College. Here's what I saw. A poster was up trying to get the students to come to the Lenten services. On the poster was a picture of Jesus taking a selfie photo of himself. On the same poster was a second picture of Jesus riding a dinosaur into Jerusalem. And the caption read, Hi, my name is Jesus. My interests are messing with Pharisees, riding dinosaurs, and hanging out in the Wartburg Chapel during Lent. During the season of Lent, they were also celebrating Gay, Lesbian, Bisexual, Transgender Week at Wartburg College, our ELCA Lutheran School. All over the campus, they had posters up for their annual drag show. And if you think this is just the students being weird, no, this is promoted on the official website of Wartburg College. Quote, have you ever seen a guy do a backflip in stiletto heels? Now you will. The drag show brings in professional drag queens from around the state of Iowa. The Wartburg drag show honors how gay rights movement began in the United States. Then I walk past the student area where they have something called the reflection room. And it says on the sign as you go in, please respect the diverse traditions that are represented in this space. Enter to listen, learn, and receive. I went into the room, a, a table set up with a Bible, a Koran, a statue of Buddha, and a book by the Dalai Lama. I was so grieved, I wrote the president of Wartburg College, basically saying, what happened to Christianity at this place? Here's the response I got back. We seek at Wartburg to provide an inclusive environment that invites all students to explore their faith, whatever it might be. Discovering our identity helps us discover our purpose to serve others. It seems unlikely that we can resolve the greater matters of concern you have regarding our approach to inclusion and respect of differences. I wrote him back. Dear President Colson, I see that at Wartburg, inclusivity, 
religious diversity and gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender concerns, your drag show, are a higher priority than being faithful to Jesus and the scriptures. That saddens me. But you know, what can you expect out of an ELCA Lutheran college when in 2009 the ELCA voted to ordain practicing impenitent homosexuals? Now they've got a practicing homosexual bishop in the ELCA and they just did their first installation of a transgender Lutheran pastor. <clears throat> and it's not just the Lutheran church. <clears throat> The, the PCUSA Presbyterian Church, the United Church of Christ, the United Methodist Church, the Episcopal Church in America, go to some of these colleges, it's wacko. And the question we're going to ask in this half hour is, what happened? Augsburg College, St. Olaf College, um, uh, Concordia College in Moorhead, these to be fine Christian colleges. I would send no one there. What happened? Well, we'll get to that at the end of the program. For this program, though, I want to take us through seven lies of a false church or a false college. If you hear any of these seven lies at the church you're presently attending, run for another church. Let's pray. Father, probably many people watching the show are attending a church and giving money to a church that if they knew where their money was going, they'd be appalled. Lord, we would pray that somehow... You would speak to us now, and if people need to leave a church they've been part of for 50 years, that they will do so and attend a church that is more faithful to Jesus. We pray in his name. Amen. Seven lies of a false church. Lie number one. Jesus is not the only way to God, which is why you have that reflection room with every religion on earth at Wartburg College. Jesus is nice. He's our way to God, but he's not the only way to God. I attended Bethel University years ago. It was a good conservative Bible preaching Baptist church. I'm a Lutheran, but the Baptists were good for me. That was a wonderful school. And I don't doubt that there are still Bible-believing Christians there, but Bethel's become more liberal. And I read this in their student newspaper. Uh, one of their uh, sociology professors believes that Bethel needs to prepare its students to move into relationships without the intent of converting people. Really? And then she says, well, we are to be, um, let's see, we are to bring uh, uh, people, uh, the, she says, quote, Christianity uh, is called to bring others to Christ, but Muslims have that very same call. What makes Bethel unique is that most schools, Wartburg, uh, have multiple faith traditions happening on their campuses. That is a disadvantage to us at Bethel. Faculty are talking quite a bit about, do we want to become a multi-faith university? I hope not. This is coming, this is happening at Bethel, a Baptist school. They want to, oh, troublesome. Recently, the Metro Lutheran newspaper, which is just folded, had a glowing article on the front page about a Lutheran, college, uh, a Lutheran church in Minneapolis that is letting the Muslims use their space because the mosque burnt. So they're letting Muslims use the Lutheran church to worship Allah. And one of the, one of the pastors said, we do this because we're supposed to help our neighbor. I wrote a letter to the editor, and it got printed in their last edition because now I think they're defunct. The rationale given by one of the pastors was, our Christian faith calls us to help our neighbors. 
But are we helping people and loving people by enabling them to worship Allah? Jesus taught that he is the only way of salvation. If we truly love people, we will urge them to come to Christ, not help them save Muslims. The Lutheran magazine, the official magazine of the ELCA, has had more than one article poo-pooing the idea of hell. And, and, and recently, Pastor John Marty says that God doesn't just save Christians. His point is, I think, God saves everybody. Well, is it any wonder that in our liberal uh, denominations, missionaries have gone way down? Because if everybody's saved, let's bring the missionaries home. Here's a quote from Rachel Swenson, a 2013 graduate of St. Olaf ELCA College. This year she's a missionary, if you want to call her that, in South Africa. She says, quote, We are not sent to fix, to change, or to rectify. We are sent to live, sent to grieve with our brothers and sisters, sent to find God in seemingly hopeless situations. We are sent to live, to dance with grandmothers and teeter teetering toddlers, sent to witness God in all of her splendor. Yes, she said, God in all of her splendor. And, you know, in the whole article, she doesn't mention Jesus. She doesn't mention bringing people to saving faith in Christ. It's all about her word, accompaniment. So here's the first lie. Jesus is nice. He's my Savior, but he's not the only Savior. Former President Jimmy Carter, who says he's a Baptist, believes that same thing. There are many roads to God. That's the lie. Here's the truth. Out of the mouth of Jesus, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me, period. The apostles taught the same thing. The Jewish Peter, preaching to the Jews in Acts chapter 4, there's no other name given under heaven by which we must be saved than the name of Jesus. Next lie, lie number two. The Bible can be wrong. Sweden, which is a, a big Lutheran country, although nobody goes to church, but they're all baptized. Few go to church in Sweden. They have a new archbishop. Is there any wonder that people don't go to church in Sweden? The new archbishop has chosen as her motto the uh, Muslim phrase, Allahu Akbar, God is greater. When Archbishop Jacqueline was pressed by people to say whether she believed Jesus or Muhammad offered the best understanding of God, she refused to answer the question. A number of clergy have now left the Church of Sweden. Also alarming to many were her comments to a reporter that the virgin birth of Christ must be understood metaphorically, and hell does not exist, and biblical texts must not be taken as truth. Again, is it any wonder nobody goes to church in Sweden? But they're all Lutherans, they're all baptized. The lie is, the Bible can be wrong. Now, Jimmy Carter, the former president, has written a brand new book about sexism. Jimmy Carter left the Southern Baptist Church, although he's still a Baptist, because he, he doesn't like that the Bible teaches that women are to submit to their husbands. So he left the Southern Baptist Church. Well, Jimmy, the Bible says, wives, submit to your husbands. How, how about maybe you being wrong and the Bible being right? You know, when I hear people say, well, the Bible's wrong about slavery and it's wrong about women, so it's also wrong about homosexuality. You know what our response is to, is to that? The Bible is not wrong about slavery. Paul says if you can get your freedom, get it in the New Testament. Yes, there are rules for slavery in the Old Testament, many of which are to protect the slaves, 
The Bible is not wrong about women. Men and women are equal, but we're different. We have different functions in life. And the Bible is not wrong on homosexuality. How about maybe we're wrong and God is right? Here's the truth. The lie is the Bible is wrong. Here's the truth from 2 Timothy 3. All scripture is inspired by God. The word inspired means breathed out. Lie number three. Syncretism brings greater enlightenment. You know what syncretism is? It, sync means with. It means you mix all the religions together with other religions. I was driving past a Lutheran church in Bloomington. A sign was on their front lawn, yoga classes. So I went to the, I went to the website of this church. Here's a picture of a swami in a seated lotus position, and they're going to give meditation classes to these Lutherans on how to meditate like the swami. A very popular radical ELCA Lutheran pastor is a woman by the name of Nadia Bowles-Weber. She used to be into Wicca, which is witchcraft, where they worship the goddess. Now she's an ELCA Lutheran pastor. And she said that the goddess that she used to worship under Wicca is but another face of our Christian God. Well, those are the lies. Here's the truth. You shall have no other gods. It's the first commandment. You know the problem with the Old Testament Jews? It wasn't that they ever stopped worshiping Jehovah God. Their problem was they just added other gods, Baal and Asherah, and they worshiped them all. God says, no, 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 I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God. You shall have no other gods. Next lie, lie number four. Trinitarian language is sexist. Father, Son, Holy Spirit language, we got to get rid of that because that's oppressive and sexist. I was at a Methodist church recently, and I picked up their new Methodist hymnal, Mothering God, You Gave Me Birth. There was another hymn called Womb of God about how the point was God's the mother, we're in her womb. And, and you know, if you're an ELCA Lutheran, if you have the new cranberry color of the hymnal, they've desexed all the, all the psalms to get rid of masculine references for God. I was at a United Church of Christ uh, service a while ago. Our Father and Mother who art in heaven. I'm thinking, I got mad. Who are you to correct Jesus Christ in the giving of the Lord's Prayer? Those are the lies. Here's the truth. Jesus said, go ye therefore, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And if we believe Jesus knows more about God than we do, we're not going to tamper with that. Next lie. Our loving God would never send anyone to hell. And so in a recent Lutheran magazine of the Lutheran National ELCA magazine, Pastor Daubert says, we are committed to hoping that hell, should it exist, is empty. Well, Pastor Daubert, Jesus said there's a hell. He talked about people going to hell. Read Luke chapter 15. There are going to be people in hell, but this Lutheran magazine doesn't think so. Jim Hazelwood is an ELCA bishop in New England. He taught the heresy of universalism to 450 youth at a camp this summer. Everybody's going to heaven. One of the students texted him, do you think God will send unbelievers to hell? 
Bishop uh, Hazelwood's response, no, I don't think God sends unbelievers to hell because God is not in that business. Plus, it's not about us and what we believe. It's about the fact that God believes in us. That's a lie. Let me tell you the truth. This is Jesus talking in Matthew 25. Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire <clears throat> prepared for the devil and his angels. These will go away into eternal punishment. That's Jesus talking, Bishop. Jesus said that. Line number six. <clears throat> Jesus did not die as a sacrifice for our sins. Now, this is kind of a new one. Christians have always believed that Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for our sins so we could be forgiven before a holy God. Everybody's believed that. Well, back to ELCA popular speaker, Pastor Nadia Dash Weber. She doesn't believe that. She spoke at this group called the Wild Goose Conference, a, a bunch of very radical Christians, and she said, quote, like God is some sort of divine child abuser sending his son. Like, come on, give me a break. He's sending his little boy to the cross. What hogwash, right? No, not raw hogwash. It's the precious gospel of the Lord, Nadia. And, and here's the truth. 1 Corinthians 15, Paul writes, I delivered to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins. Paul says the most important teaching of the Christian faith is that Christ died for our sins. That's not divine child abuse. That's the center of the gospel. And if you deny that, I wonder if you're even saved, much less that you should be a pastor. Line number seven. God blesses loving, committed, same-sex behavior. The big, huge National Cathedral in Washington where all the funerals were held, it's an Episcopal church. It's a radical church. Their pastor is um, Dean Gary Hall. He had a worship service recently to honor young homosexuals where he said, we must now have the courage to take the final step and call homophobia and heterosexism what they are. They are sin. Homophobia is a sin. Heterosexism is sin. Shaming people for whom they love is a sin. He also claimed that churches that oppose homosexuality are harmful to children. And ELCA head bishop... Mark Hansen, who now did not get reelected, hallelujah, he went to install the first practicing homosexual ELCA bishop. He said at the service, listen carefully, I want to say a deep heartfelt thank you to everyone here and everyone watching and those that have gone on to glory, that have worked tirelessly, fervently, prayerfully, prophetically, so that we could come to this day as a church when Guy Irwin in the presence of his husband Rob could be installed into the Oship of Bishop in Christ Church. For too many years we have uh, wept tears of bitterness from the experience that, that of having been rebuked. Rebuked for believing that God could call you to the ministry of word and sacrament and to the vocation of marriage with your beloved Rob. Reverend Irwin, in your call, we as the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America are saying again and saying publicly, such rebuking shall not be what we as a church will be saying quite openly any longer. But let our public resounding no to such shaming and bullying and rebuking also become our public repentance, our being turned from that dead-end path of rebuking to live differently, speak differently, openly preserving the dignity of all. May our public repentance be both an act of reconciliation with all who have been rebuked. 
Did you get that? If you believe, like I do, that homosexual behavior is a sin, you're a bully. You, if you don't think homosexuals, practicing homosexuals, should be ordained and bishops in the church, you're a bully. And one more point on this. The ELCA has come out with a youth Bible. And listen to their take, commentary, on 1 Corinthians 6, which teaches homosexuals won't go to heaven. Two terms in 1 Corinthians 6 have been mistranslated from the Greek in all modern versions. So all versions are wrong except the ELCA's Youth Bible. And this has caused needless pain in the church. The issue here is violence. Neither term pertains to homosexuality or to the lives of gay and lesbian people. Read 1 Corinthians 6 on your own. They're talking about men having sex with men, women having sex with women. It's a sin. Now, I, I've shared this on the show before. My struggle in life has been same-sex attraction. But I side with God. The Bible says, 2,000 years of Christians have said, this behavior is sinful. And I had an um, interviewer on the radio say, but Pastor Brock, if you have these feelings, why don't you go with them? And I said, I'm glad I didn't go with them. I'd be dead. People my age who went with this thing are dead a lot of them. So these bishops in the church are not being loving by condoning a behavior which will send people to hell, 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11. All right, I mean, I just remember an old Pastor Maynard Force saying, we are nicing people right into hell. Those are some of the lies that are being perpetuated in the church today. Now, the question is, how did we get to this point? I'm going to let Jackie ask me that as we move now to the Q&A time. Welcome to the portion of the pastor's study where we now ask Pastor Brock to share with us his knowledge of Scripture and his insights to answer questions about the Bible, our Lord, and our everyday walk from him. And yes, Pastor Brock, this would have been the very first question of the day is, <laughs> after everything you have said, how did we get to the place where these churches have such false teaching? Yeah, and and you, you're a Lutheran, I'm a Lutheran. How did the Lutheran church, which was founded on the Bible alone, were saved by grace alone, through faith alone, how did we end up with some Lutherans? Missouri Synod isn't this, in this camp, neither is the Wisconsin Synod, but the big ELCA. How did we get to the point where there are people in, in the ELCA teaching, you don't have to, have to be having faith in Christ to be saved. The Bible is not the final word on things. Jackie, I think it started in about in the 1920s in Germany, this, the, in the Lutheran seminaries in Germany, people like Rudolf Bultmann teaching that the resurrection of Christ is a myth and we need to demythologize the New Testament. That got to be in vanguard in Germany. Some of our American seminary professors studied in Germany, brought this over to America, and I had, it, I had to put up with it when I was at Luther Seminary in St. Paul. Lots of professors there now don't believe Jesus was born of a virgin. They take that metaphorically and all this kind of thing. So I think it started in Germany and it made its way here. Yeah. I'm a German, Jackie, and the 20th century was not good for Germans. <laughs> we did not do well for two wars, etc. So. Okay, Pastor Brock, what denominations are still holding to the truth mm -hmm. of the Bible? Mm -hmm. Are there any? Yes. I, I actually, if you're a Lutheran, 
leave the ELCA Lutheran Church, take your money, and go to a Missouri Synod Lutheran Church, Wisconsin Synod Lutheran Church, the Association Free Lutheran Church is an excellent church. There's good, good options. If you're a Presbyterian, leave the Presbyterian Church USA and join the Presbyterian Church in America or the Orthodox Presbyterian Church. If you're an Episcopalian, leave the Episcopal Church in America and join the Orthodox um, Anglican Church. Uh, if you're a United Church of Christ, get out of the United Church of Christ. That's the worst of all of them. And find some other Reformed Church. So there's good... Uh, the Baptists tend to be very biblical, although the American Baptists can be quite liberal. The Southern Baptists are very biblical. Well, you kind of already gave the answer to this next question I was going to ask you is, which denominations are the most liberal? And you've named a few yeah. now. Can you just, yeah, it, so we uh, get that out? To the, the furthest to the left is the United Church of Christ, the Congregational Church. It used to be a fine denomination, not a, it, and it's just shrinking to nothing, Jackie. They've lost so many members because of their views. And then next to them would probably be the Episcopal Church. And then a close third would be the ELCA Lutheran Church. And then the PCUSA Presbyterian Church. And then the United Methodist Church. Okay, Pastor Brock, we've only got a couple minutes left, but I want you to talk a little bit about what a person should do. Should they leave a church or stay and try to turn it around? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I guess you and I both experience the bitterness and the anguish building up to whether to leave the ELCA. Yeah, I stayed in the liberal Lutheran body for most, you know, from uh, for 20 plus years. And we went to those conventions and tried to get the abortion payments to stop and try to get the bishop's office to stop promoting homosexuality. We lost big time. There does come a time where, according to Jesus, you shake the dust off your feet and you move on. If people are in some of these denials, I would leave the UCC, the Episcopal Church, the PCUSA, the Presbyterian, the ELCA Lutherans. The die is cast. They're not turning around on these issues. I'd find a church where you can be spiritually fed and your money can go to good things. How do we protect our children mm -hmm. in this day and age from this false teaching? Yeah. You're talking about these universities yeah. and... Uh, I, I would, you know, I, I would make sure that you as a parent are reading the Bible with your kids, praying with your kids, talk to them about these things. You know, Jimmy, as you go off to college, you're going to hear that gay sex is fine. You're going to hear abortion is fine. You're going to hear Jesus is one of many roads to heaven if he existed. You need to prepare your child. Give him a book like Evidence That Demands a Verdict by Josh McDowell, which gives the evidence for the Christian faith. Just Don't tell him just to believe in it because it's in the Bible. Give them evidence, Evidence That Demands a Verdict by Josh McDowell. Okay. Pastor Brock, is all of this a sign that we're in the end times well, Paul said, the second coming of Christ, this is second, second Thessalonians chapter 2. The end will not come until the apostasy, the falling away, comes. And Jesus said, you know, at the end, there, would be, there will be many false prophets and false teachers. Well, here we are. I don't know that the second coming is around the corner, but these are the kinds of things Jesus said would happen before the end. Okay, it's scary to think yeah. about that yeah. because we certainly are seeing a lot of these things happening. Mm -hmm. um, Pastor Brock, do you want to give a closing and sure. tell people where we're at? Everybody, if you, if you want to uh, have a friend see this program, tell them to go to pastorstudy.org, two S's, pastorstudy.org. Our shows are all available to be viewed for free on our website. At our website, too, or, or in a minute you'll see our address. If God nudges you to support our ministry, we're on nationally now, and that's quite expensive. So pray about uh, our ministry. Pray if the Lord would add you, add, have you added to our supporters. That'd be wonderful. 
But there you go. And everybody, God bless you. Pray for the church. And we'll see you next time on the Pastor's Study. Thank you for watching the Pastor's Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org. Or write the Pastor's Study, P.O. Box 41294. Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always. Mm -hmm.